The Senior Bowl is next week in Mobile, Alabama, which means NFL teams everywhere are already deep into mock draft season. It's about time that we here at Locked On Bucks join them. Our first mock draft of the year. But first, who's staying and who's leaving from Buccaneers' upcoming free agents? We're going to dive into all of that right now on Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, folks? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listener, first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, writer for BucksGameDay.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation on Twitter, at DHarrison82, and of course, the show at Locked On Bucks. James Yarko, the deputy editor of BucksNation.com, not here today, but you can still find him. On Twitter at jarco underscore bucks. We got a little bit of weather, a little bit of power outages. So James is dealing with his little bit of family and a little bit of issues. So we wish well uh, to him and his family during the winter storm. Hashtag nobody wants to live in Ohio. Just kidding. Plenty of people love Ohio. Calm down. Thank you again for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Today's episode of Lockdown Bucks brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players and they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. First time users, you get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Our first look on a locked on bucks mock draft, our first locked on bucks mock draft of the year coming up later in this episode. But before we can really hammer out what Tampa Bay needs, we got to figure out who's staying and who's leaving. So we're going to start with the pending free agents. Coming up, starting with offense. Real quickly, though, we're not going to dive into full contract numbers. The salary cap is a mess. We get it. There's a whole lot of things in there. Uh, we're just kind of, but the, the whole thing is to set up a, a one-round mock draft. So we go into the contract details of every single player. We're never going to get there uh, in the time allotted here, guys. So salary cap conversations absolutely coming up. They're certainly going to be taken into consideration. But right now, we're just looking at who we think the Buccaneers will end up retaining, who they won't, and how that impacts the needs moving forward into day one of the NFL draft. So again, if there's a guy we list here as, you know, not important, uh, you know, so to speak, uh, in this decision-making process, not because they're not important in general, just because they don't really impact where the Buccaneers might go on day one. So now that we have that little disclaimer out there, starting off with quarterback Tom Brady, the expectations that Tom Brady is going to be leaving. I know James Jarko disagrees. We are going to have that conversation on tomorrow's episode. But for this exercise purposes, I am listing quarterback Tom Brady as leaving. Moving on to wide receiver Julio Jones. I also believe that wide receiver Julio Jones, if Tom Brady isn't back, I don't think Julio is back. I think those two were a package deal. I think the only reason Julio was brought in in the first place is because of Tom Brady. Quarterback Blaine Gabbert. Now, that's an interesting one because you could see Todd Bowles want to go with the veteran quarterback uh, to try to lead him in. But I do feel like... Depending on who the offensive coordinator is, there is a chance that they want to bring in a different quarterback or their quarterback, stuff like that. Uh, so right now I've got Blaine as leaving just because until we know who the offensive coordinator is, that could change things uh, for sure. And the team could look to keep him uh, on board. Offensive guard Aaron Stinney, I think he's staying. He's penciled in to be a starter before his injury. Uh, certainly a guy that's battled to be a starter for the last couple of years with the Buccaneers. I think it's hard to find offensive line depth, so you keep a guy like Aaron Stinney around guard nick leverett same thing a little bit healthier very versatile can play center can play guard in a pinch i think you keep nick leverett uh, as well right tackle josh wells 
for a lot of the same reasons, I think you keep him as well. You never have too much offensive line depth, and none of those guys are really going to break the bank or shatter your salary cap picture so that you keep all those guys. And then Scotty Miller, I put him up there just because if you don't have that kind of you know smaller, faster guy on your roster that could impact your decision-making on day one of the NFL draft, I do think Scotty Miller ends up staying uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now that Byron left, which isn't going to have as much impact on the offense as he did this season, maybe we see Scotty get going a little bit better again, depending on who the quarterback is. And look, if Tom goes somewhere and he wants Scooter to come with him, Scooter could uh, certainly scoot uh, to wherever that place is. So certainly uh, some guys that could be going either way on there. Some other offensive free agents for the Buccaneers coming up here uh, this offseason, but guys that I don't think will significantly impact how uh, the, the Bucs themselves will value the positional needs in the first round of the NFL draft. Tight end Kyle Rudolph, running back Giovanni Bernard, wide receiver Rashad Perryman. So those are your offensive free agents. We are going to get into the defensive free agents. We're going to do that here quick. We're going to do a quick turnaround to our second segment, a little bit faster than usual. So we have plenty of time to talk defensive free agents because there's a lot more of those and also go through our first round options in this first Locked on Bucks mock draft of the season. We'll do that coming up here on Locked on Bucks. Today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by Prize Picks. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, NHL, all the college sports, soccer, WNBA, Euro basketball, cricket, everything. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, and they offer safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, so download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. <laughs> Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day. Make your second listen Locked On NFL, where you get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Playoff reactions from the divisional round coming on tomorrow's episode. Talk about all the winners, all the losers, how the games went down, and a quick peek at the uh, championship games that will be played on the same day I'm driving to Mobile for the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl, which is why we're diving into our first mock draft of the season here on Mock Draft Monday, getting those started up. So we've already sorted out which offensive free agents we believe will and won't be back, uh, the key and, and how they impact the key offensive strategies or defensive strategies to the offseason acquisition plan. Now it's time to flip over to the defense. And of course, if you've got reactions to anybody that I've got leaving or I've got staying, or maybe I overvalued someone or undervalued someone, by all means, let me know in the comments on Twitter or in the emails. And I'm sure that James Jarko will also let me know on tomorrow's episode as well. Starting off with defensive free agents, we're just going to pull the bandaid off here, guys. Linebacker Levante David. We hate to say it, but I think he's leaving. I think number 54 is, is going to have to depart. A lot of it's going to come down to Tom Brady. You know, if he leaves and that cap hit, you know, comes comes rolling in. Unfortunately, I think Levante David is, is going to be on the way out. Hope I'm wrong. Hope that, you know, the, the tide changes somehow. We can figure this thing out. But I do believe that up front, Levante David probably going to be 
leaving, which obviously leaves a gap because I don't think you're ready for KJ Britt to start next to Devin White. So perhaps linebacker becomes now a more important target for the Buccaneers in the NFL draft. Defensive end, Akeem Hicks. I also believe he will probably be leaving some, some changes in the coaching staff involving the defensive line. I don't think Todd Bowles uh, was happy about it. We talked about it here on Locked on Bucks. Todd Bowles himself also mentioned that when your nose tackle, uh, especially nose tackle that missed games due to injury, is your leading sack getter, that is a problem. Now, part of that, because Shaquille Barry got injured when he did, uh, granted, but still, Vita Vea, we love him. Uh, should not be your number one sack guy. That's just bottom line. So I think Akeem Hicks probably even look, he's a guy that may honestly not find a job right away, could return after the draft. If the Bucs still have a need, uh, potentially could still return after the draft. And then you look at defensive end William Golston, uh, and I look at him, I think he's a guy who's going to stay. He's been here since before Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles. He's here with them. He's just kind of a consistent guy. Not sure that he's going to retain his starting position depending on who they bring in. Uh, in the offseason, I did mention I think Logan Hall is kind of a William Golston-ish type of player, so maybe Logan Hall makes that push in year two, and maybe Golston ends up as as a backup uh, in, in the 2023 NFL season, but I do believe Will Golston comes back. Defensive tackle, Raheem Nunez-Rochez, I think his time in Tampa is up. Again, I think Todd Bowles is going to go and looking to get more dynamic up front with those down linemen. I think we've kind of seen the best that Nacho uh, has to offer, and it's just simply not good enough. Cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting and cornerback Jamel Dean. I'm going to put them in together because one of them is leaving. One of them is staying. I firmly believe that is true. I would say Jamel Dean is the guy that I would keep on the roster. But look, Sean Murphy Bunting was on the field more in that final game of the year. So maybe they're leaning Sean Murphy Bunting. I don't know. But either way, one of these guys is gone. One of these guys is staying. Uh, it's really uh, not I would say a coin flip, but you know, it's more obviously it's more on how they see them versus how I see them. I would go Jamel. Maybe they go Sean. Either way, like I said, I think one of those guys uh, is not going to be back. Logan Ryan, he's an interesting one, and I kind of flip flopped on him a little bit as I was going through this and making this list. Ultimately, I settled on Logan Ryan staying. I think that veteran defensive back presence is important if you can keep him at a good price point. Uh, I think you know if he enjoyed playing in Todd Bowles' defense, wants another year doing so again. Uh, either Jamel Dean or Sean Murphy Bunting leaving automatically bumps him up the depth, depth chart a little bit, probably going to draft another guy. But even if they do, it's going to take time for him to spin up. So theoretically, you could end up that third corner, which a lot of times in this league is starting or you're that second free safety, which, you know, depending on what happens, you're on the field anyway. So I do think Logan Ryan ends up staying uh, strong safety count O'Neal. I think he ends up leaving and then safety Mike Edwards. I think he ends up staying. Uh, as well. So again, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunsen, Mike Edwards, two of those three staying, one of those three leaving. Uh, a lot of that depends on how they manipulate the salary cap. But again, we've told you all the time, the salary cap is pretend. It's made believe. Don't worry about it. Uh, they can keep who they want to keep. I just don't think they can keep all three DB. Some other defensive free agents. There's a lot of defensive free agents here, guys. Defensive end, Patrick O'Connor. Outside linebacker, Carl Nassim. Linebacker, Jannard Avery. Defensive tackle, Dedrin Sanat. Linebacker Anthony Nelson, cornerback D. Delaney, linebacker Cam Gill, linebacker J.J. Russell, all those guys. I'm not making a prediction one way or another. I don't think whether you keep or lose any of those guys, it really fully impacts the early draft strategy. So uh, just guys to definitely be aware of. My surprise cut, uh, go ahead and make a surprise cut here, is Lenny, is Lenny Leonard Fournette, running back Leonard Fournette. Uh, the Buccaneers cut him. They saved $3.4 million. If Tom Brady doesn't come back, that gives the Buccaneers an estimated salary cap number of negative 52.4. But again, last year, guys, the New Orleans Saints, I think they started off with 
like negative 140 million or something just insane. And, and granted, they didn't have a great season either, but they were still able to keep some of their key players brought in Tyron Matthew uh, for heaven's sake. So, I mean, don't worry about the salary cap so much as much, but I think those are those guys who are leaving or, or maybe even staying. Um, then you have some other defensive free agents there, and that basically sets the stage for our first mock draft. So real quick, Levante David, Akeem Hicks, Nacho, uh, Keanu Neal all leaving, I think, either by way of choice or by way of you know not choice. Uh, the Buccaneers telling them, thank you for your service. Have a good future. Uh, William Golston staying. Logan Ryan staying. Mike Edwards staying. And then Akeem Hicks is kind of an option, right? He, he might leave to begin with, come back at the end of the, of the draft, depending on what they need. And then Sean Murphy, Bunsing, Jamel D, Mike Edwards, you keep two of the three. I think you keep one corner, one safety. One of those corners is going to walk from the defense. On offense, uh, leaving, you've got quarterback Tom Brady, wide receiver Julio Jones, maybe quarterback Blaine Gabbard. Again, that's still a little bit up in the air, a little bit of an asterisk there. And then staying, the two guards, Aaron Stinney, Nick Leverett, the offensive lineman, Josh Wells, and wide receiver Scotty Miller. Again, unless Tom Brady wants him to go uh, with him to Nashville, which we will talk more about tomorrow but now we can execute our first mock draft of the year it's a first round mock draft only so that's what we're going to do coming up on locked on bucks and today's episode of locked on bucks is brought to you by FanDuel. the nfl playoffs are here and we are excited as ever to talk about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they are the number one sports book in america FanDuel. and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better man because we've got so many great features for you over there that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, you can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spread to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a better chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. Can't get enough of same game parlays. I'll tell you what. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, guys, time to wrap up this episode of Locked On Bucks, but we're going to wrap it up with our first mock draft of the season here on Locked on Bucks. And to do so, we are using Pro Football Focus's mock draft machine, which you see up on your screen right now if you're with us on YouTube. We will bounce around this season, though. So if you've got a favorite mock draft machine or simulator, uh, whatever they're called on that site, by all means, let us know what they are on Twitter and the emails and the DMs, all that stuff. Um, and we'll, we'll bounce around different machines and different simulators as the year goes through. Um, or as the buildup to the draft goes through, rather. And if you make your own mock drafts, tag us in them on Twitter, DM them to Locked On Bucks, email them to us, and we will share as many as we can on the show as we go through. Take that screen grab or download the PDF or whatever it is, shoot it over to us, and we will put them on the air as much as we possibly can. So going through our first one here, no trades in this one, right? So the, the Buccaneers picking 19th overall. They're sticking to 19th overall. We will go through. We'll We'll get creative with this, guys. We'll do some trades. You know, James and I will get together. We'll do something. Then we'll do it where, like, he picks, you know, every odd, and I pick every even. He picks one through five. I get six through ten, whatever it is. We'll we'll get creative and fun with it uh, as we go through the season. But here, first one, like I said, one round only. Standard pick uh, order here. The uh, Chicago Bears take Will Anderson Jr., Alabama edge defender, with the first overall pick. Highly regarded by many as the best 
overall defender in the NFL draft in a vacuum. So not a huge surprise there. Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, goes to the Houston Texans second overall for the second year in a row. The Georgia Bulldogs have a defensive lineman going the top three of the NFL draft. Jalen Carter going to the Arizona Cardinals. Second quarterback off the board is Will Levis from Kentucky going to the Indianapolis Colts. And then the top five finishes off with Brian Breesey, Clemson, Clemson defensive lineman, if I could speak, going uh, to Seattle there. Some other highlights. Number seven, overall, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback out of Ohio State, goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm seeing that more and more, uh, especially if Tom Brady does end up there. It could definitely be a possibility. First offensive tackle off the board is Paris Johnson Jr. going number ninth overall to the Carolina Panthers. Devin Witherspoon, James Yarko's homeboy. Uh, Illinois fighting Illini cornerback going top 10. Fortunately for him, unfortunate for James, who wants him to lean with the Buccaneers. Devin Witherspoon, 10th overall to Philadelphia Eagles. Going down there, Florida Gators quarterback Anthony Richardson goes 13th overall to the New York Jets, who apparently are not actually married uh, to Zach Wilson, which I don't blame them for. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does not get a first-round receiver. Instead, he gets first-round cornerback Christian Gonzalez, who's a very, very good player, but Aaron Rodgers will still be angry. Another tackle comes off the board. Anton Harrison goes 17th overall out of Oklahoma to the Pittsburgh Steelers to help protect Kenny Pickett. And then Bijan Robinson, running back out of Texas, goes 18th overall to the Detroit Lions. I've seen some Bucks fans want Bijan Robinson, pair him up with Rashad White, and then my surprise cut of uh, Leonard Fournette kind of uh, takes shape. There. So at 19th overall, the Buccaneers are on the clock. And according to PFF, their team needs quarterback, tight end, guard, center, deep lineman. I think that's a pretty good place to start. I think obviously you can add off ball linebacker in there with Levante David possibly leaving outside linebacker. Not a, not a top priority, right? But Shaquille Barrett coming back, Joe Tryon, Schwenka. I think you still want some depth there. Even if you bring back into Nelson, you're going to want to put uh, some more guys there, but probably a day, late day two, early day three type of target area depending on who's left on the board uh when they come up cornerback certainly a spot you could go safety a spot you could go i don't know about first round but you know if there's a if there's a first round strong safety out there like a lewis scene from last year out of georgia uh maybe you go pull the trigger on that guy so those those are these really the buccaneers can go any sort of way uh you have here and then looking at the the top players left uh starting at the top the 10th overall player According to PFF, Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama, is still on the board. That's definitely intriguing. 17th overall player, tight end Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Uh, shout out to Beckett Yarko, a Notre Dame fan. That is uh, the top tight end in the in the, in the the draft this season. Um, is still available. And then 20th overall, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver out of Ohio State. And honestly, guys, I'm sticking with those three players right there. So let's look at these three players. And let's start with Jackson Smith and Jigba. And Jigba sorry. Uh, PFF's 20th ranked player, wide receiver out of Ohio State, not even 21 years old yet, six feet tall, 198 pounds, a junior, uh, again, not quite 21 years old. Quote, PFF says, quote, Smith and Jigba missed most of the entire, almost the entire fall with hamstring issues, but was Ohio State's leading receiver in 2021 as a sophomore. That season, he caught 95 passes for 1,595 yards and nine scores. He has the uncoachable route running ability and ball skills that will always lead to a role in the National Football League, end quote. Hear me out on this, guys. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I know you got Mike Evans. I know you got Chris Godwin here with the Buccaneers. But Jackson Smith and Jigba, you talk about if you can't improve the offensive line right off the cuff, right? And you look at the, the available options here. Broderick Jones, certainly a road grader. I mean, he, look, Donovan Smith doubters, probably going to be pounding the table for Broderick Jones here at number 19. I don't necessarily... 
say I blame you. Osiris Torrance is a guard who could also shift to center in a pinch. Uh, certainly a guy that could help stabilize the interior part of that offensive line. But you add a guy like Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and what he doesn't bring in pass protection, he brings in pass rush avoidance because he is kind of, he's not an AB, right? But he's the kind of guy that can help you execute better in the short part of the field as well. You pair him with Chris Godwin, who continues to get healthier. Mike Evans, who, as he's going to get older, going to lose a little bit, right? So you kind of prep the, the battlefield a little bit. So when Mike Evans really starts to kind of come down from an athletic standpoint, You've got Jackson Smith and Jigma in his third, fourth season, whatever it is, Chris Godwin, uh, probably in his prime at that point, and you have a very good starting uh, trio. So Jackson Smith and Jigma, not a lot of people going to say it's a need, probably looks more like a, a comfort pick. But look, if they end up with a guy like maybe Derek Carr or something like that, you could see going in that direction to give him a little bit more comfort. Comfort. Now moving on to the 17th overall player, Michael Mayer, tight end out of North, North Dakota, out of Notre Dame. Uh, 21 and a half years old, right? So not quite 22 years old, six foot four, 265 pound junior PFF writes, quote, mayor is a poly as polished a tight end as you'll see in the draft. And he's only a true junior. He racked up 2,099 yards and 18 scores in his Notre Dame career. I don't think I need to tell you where this pick idea is potentially coming from. K dot and certainly look good, uh, in spurts. Is he ready to be that number one guy? That's really the question. The Buccaneers believe that K-Dot could be their number one tight end and be a legitimate number one tight end in 2023. And perhaps you let Mayer continue to slide down that board, but he's certainly going to be someone they take pause at and look out anyway. And then, of course, the 10th overall uh, player, according to PFF, Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama, six feet tall, 193-pound junior. Quote, Branch embodies the safety position, playing the game you wish every defensive back would. He's also the best tackling defensive back PFF has graded with only four career misses on 174 attempts so you know the Buccaneers have not had the greatest uh luck in the world with Alabama safeties right but Brian Branch certainly a guy that you have to look at all right so three very attractive options uh I got I, I can't lie like going with Jackson Smith and Jigba is, is something that I really really want to do here and yes I'm an Ohio State fan but that dude is just incredibly talented it has nothing to do uh with the collegiate logo I promise you that but I think I have to go the way I think a lot of you are going to want to go here and I'm going with George off as a tackle Roderick Jones and according to PFF quote Jones is a bully of an offensive tackle you're not going to go through him you'll have to go around him he earned an 84.1 pass blocking grade in his first full season starting at left tackle for the Bulldogs end quote uh, I don't see how you pass that up to be to be quite honest with you and you look at what Tristan Wirfs has been able to do you're getting Ryan Jensen back um, and Donovan you know no no hate to Donovan uh, outside of what's necessary, but just not, you know, not the not the most consistent tackle in his career so far. And I don't know that Broderick necessarily comes in and takes the starting job day one. I think you make him earn it, but I think that the talent matches the evaluation that eventually Broderick Jones becomes your number one, uh, your left tackle for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you pair him with Tristan for a very, very long time. Hopefully those two guys can stay healthy. So that's what I decided to do with the 19th overall pick. Again, a lot of options, you know what I mean? A top 10 arguably safety from Alabama on the board, still hard to pass up a playmaking tight end from Notre Dame, hard to pass up a playmaking wide receiver, hard to pass up. There were some corners on the board. I mean, there, there's a lot of talent in the, in the NFL draft as always. Um, but I think getting that pass blocker, you've heard me say before you guys, I don't think there's 32 starting caliber left tackles in the national football league, but I think Broderick Jones could be legitimately one of those guys just from the little bit that I know about him. Again, it's January. We're very early in this process. 
So we'll continue to revise, relook, regrade, reevaluate, not just prospects, but also what the Buccaneers do based on decisions. Tom Brady deciding to come back obviously shifts a lot of things potentially. Not sure it changes this pick per se, right? But it could still shift uh, some other things as well. If you've got thoughts, if you would have gone a different direction, if you think that I'm being too hard on Donovan, let me know in the YouTube comments via email or on Twitter. Uh, hit us up in the DM. Talk about these picks, the roster moves that you would have made, the pick you would have made. And in the meantime, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks podcast first listener, first view every single day. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On our next episode, James and I are going to be talking about the expected departure of Tom Brady, according to Bucks players, and options for choosing the next quarterback of the Bucks if indeed he does leave, among other things. If you want to get in on that conversation, which I know a lot of you Gator fans want to get in on that conversation, drop your comments to us on YouTube or hit us up via email again, LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or in the Twitter DMs at Bucks. For James Yarko, Deputy Editor of BucksNation.com, I'm Dan Harrison, Staff Writer for BucksGameDay.com. Check out everything that both of us are doing at each of those sites. And of course, if you're out about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire the cannons, and join us right here on Locked On Bucks.